Welcome to the Limitless Being Podcast. I am Danielle Sharkey, your host, here to be a guide on this journey of life. This is a space cultivated with the intentions of connection, vulnerability, spirituality, limitless knowledge, explorative conversations, and unlimited potential. I am here to spread love while activating freedom within the collective consciousness. I'm a digital nomad, an entrepreneur, and a magnetic spiritual being here to help you activate your power so that you can cultivate the life of your dreams. This container I have created is a safe space for us all to have conversations which lead us toward liberation, acceptance, and radical love of yourself. If you have found this podcast, it is by no accident. You have been guided here because there's a part of you who's ready to stop making excuses and live the life you've imagined. So join me and my guests here every Thursday. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Limitless Being podcast. Today, I have an incredibly special guest. We met through TikTok. She's a guide, a mentor co-creator with Source and just a very empowered and powerful woman, Mandy. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes. Yes. You just interviewed me like a few weeks ago when I was still in the taw of you in Utah. (laughs) Now I'm back in Columbia and I've been... um, I've been connecting with your content so much more and I've been getting like really inspired, really jazzed up with your stuff. And uh, what you talk about mostly is like quantum wealth and what true wealth really is and how to accumulate wealth on many different levels and also how to unplug from the matrix. And that's just that just lights me the fuck up because um, I'm sure you have this in you, like just being a rebel, going against the grain. That's just something that's like naturally present within my soul. Like, tell me what to do. I'm going to do the fucking opposite. Okay. (laughs) Unless it feels good. And I know you're such like, you're so powerful when you speak. You're such a, you're a pioneer for sure. And I just want to dive into all of that juiciness with you today. So welcome, welcome. With all that being said, Tell me a little bit more details about your personal story when it comes to your awakening journey. Okay. I was actually just talking about this today on a live stream and I got so inspired because I realized I was like, you know, my intuition has been guiding me for so long without even realizing that that's what it was. And Mm -hmm. Um, I love asking people the question of like, what caused your awakening? And that question, whenever it's been asked to me, I realized I will literally give a different answer every single time because there's so many moments where it was like, oh, I I feel like that was the moment. Oh, but I feel like that was actually when it started. Oh wait, but maybe actually that was when it started. (laughs) Um, but for me, like, it feels like an unraveling of awakening moments has happened to me like a cascade. Um, 
I, from a very young age, was just like, I don't fucking get this shit. This is so stupid. Like, I don't feel... I was surrounded by... <laughs> Why are we the same? Was... Why are we the same? <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm just like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, when I found your content, I was like, I need a doctor. Um but I, <laughs> I like from a very young age, I grew up in the Midwest and I was surrounded by people who are just miserable. And I did that to myself mm -hmm. on purpose, obviously, to, you know, fully indoctrinate myself and make myself as limited as possible. And it was like when I turned 19 that I took psychedelics for the first time. And I was like, wait, 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 okay, there's something to this feeling that I've been having my whole life. And from that moment on, it was just like, that was when the rebellion started. And I got in this relationship with this person who basically was like, hey, I'm going to be the first person in your life to be honest with you. Mm. <laughs> it shook me. She was like this very bold, honest presence. And it was the opposite of how I was at the time. I was just very like confused. Mm. And I moved in with her, moved out of my parents' house. We got married really young, 21. Ooh, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and that was kind of the beginning. That was one of the big moments for me of just rebellion because I was marrying a woman, which was like, not okay. And living with her before we were married, I was raised all Christian and all that. And I was just like slicing through all these belief systems. I was like, nope, I'm just going to do the complete opposite. And then, I mean, there's just, there's so many things that unfolded after that, but <laughs> Last Christmas, last Christmas was really <laughs> sorry. Not last Christmas. It's not. No, it's perfect. It's not last Christmas anymore, though. I just realized we've had a Christmas since then. Now so two, but yeah, two two Christmases ago, um, that marriage ended in divorce eventually, which totally was all part of the plan. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I was on my own for like a year after that, just kind of like, what the fuck is going on in my life? And mm -hmm. I got to a point where I was just like, I'm done. I don't know. Whatever I'm doing is just not working. I was trying to mm -hmm. figure everything out on my own. I was feeling lost and like having this renewed sense of, freedom that I didn't know what to do with. Yeah. And I had the urge or the nudge, the intuitive guidance to take this heroic dose of mushrooms. And I was like, <laughs> I was so scared. I was so scared because I was like, I feel like I'm going to die. Like I like that was the fear to me was like, I might die. Like this is not like safe. <laughs> and, and but I was at the point where I was just so sick of my life and I was just like, I don't know what to do. I don't care. I don't care. Fuck it. This is my fuck it moment. Throwing caution to the wind. Mm -hmm. I'm doing it. And 
So I did it on Christmas, uh, specifically on Christmas, because I knew that most people would be busy and no one would bother me. Genius. Absolutely genius. Genius. (laughs) So I took these mushrooms and I completely like collapsed everything. It was gone. My entire reality was gone. I... I mean, it was like this theatrical performance of me, my higher self, (laughs) talking to me, being like, hello, like, literally, I audibly heard my own voice talking to me. And she was like, did you see her? Did you see what your higher self looked like? Or was it more of like, no? It was more like, it was more like my higher self as in my consciousness, as in like me and you, mm-hmm. not any manifestation of Mandy at all. The only thing that was Mandy about it was the voice. Mm-hmm. And I think I did that on purpose so that I would know it's me. Right. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm talking to myself. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever, all of your bullshit, all these things that you think are you are not actually you, whatever, whatever. And as it was happening, it was unraveling the fabric of my reality and all the way down to the point where it was just my awareness and total darkness. Wow. And I didn't think I was coming back. I thought I was gone, dead, done. Mandy is gone. Mandy is obliterated. And from that space, I pieced everything back together. It was like building block by building block. I recreated the whole simulation around myself. Mm. Like literally from let there be light, motherfuckers, I am God. (laughs) This is the beginning. (laughs) The origin of so. I had that whole full ego death and then like rebirth. And after it, I was like, I was in my bedroom, just crying tears of appreciation, just like losing my shit still in the darkness, but like back in my body. And I was playing a little tongue drum, just like, what is my life? And like in your physical reality, you had one of those and you were just, yes. Yes. That's a good toy to add to ceremony. That's genius. Oh, it was like the most (laughs) magical tool to have. And I was playing it totally. And then I went to sleep, right? It's nighttime. I go to bed. I'm like, all right, it's time for me to sleep. I wake up the next day and I'm like, what the fuck just happened? (laughs) And total annihilation of the ego. Just, I was like, I'm supposed to go to work. Like, what even am I doing? And so (laughs) I was lost. I was like, I was, that experience was so much awareness that I just was like, okay, I know that felt more real than anything that's ever happened in my life, but I don't know how to ground it or integrate it or make it somehow blend with what's going on right now (laughs) right and that's when i found phase two 
Okay, let's pause here for a second because there's a Go lot. There's a lot about that, and you bring, <laughs> some, you bring up some really good points and things that I definitely want to, you know, tap into for some of the listeners. Yes. Also, I'm curious about number I one. Will. You keep um, saying like things like, uh, like of course this is like what I chose. Like for example. This is what I chose when I was, you know, going to be indoctrinated into the Midwestern culture and completely limited things like that. And so I understand the concept in which you're speaking, but I would love for you to speak to like the I chose, we chose everything in our reality um, with a little bit more depth. So people can maybe they've heard it before or maybe they haven't. They can grasp it a little bit more and realize, okay, well. Maybe I can start getting out of the victim mindset a little bit. So I'd love to hear you go into a little bit more depth with that. Oh, totally. Yeah. I, well, I didn't always see it that way, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. Unless you're born uh... an ascended master, right? And you're like, I, I do know. Like, <laughs> we, most of us, right? Most of us are like, yeah. At the beginning, we're like, I'm the victim. Why is life this way? Like, uh, yes. You know, so. Oh my gosh. Completely I was totally the victim. I was totally like, I grew up poor. I got the short end of the stick. This is some bullshit. Why am I being raised in the Midwest? It sucks here. I hate this place. It's cold as hell. Everyone's an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Miserable. totally just victim life. Um, but now i see that like that was part of the game that was part of what experiences i came here to have because it was that limiting environment where everything sucks and everyone's a victim that created that space created that perspective for me to get to wake up from (laughs) so if i came into the world and everything was just already unlimited i wouldn't get to play the game of discovering how unlimited i actually am how much choice i actually have in my experience to create and do whatever the fuck I want. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's kind of like, oh, it's so perfect now. Looking back on it, I'm like, oh my God, I couldn't have designed a more perfect life for myself. I couldn't have designed Mm -hmm. a more perfect sequence of events that led to where I am now because I wouldn't be able to appreciate it. I wouldn't be able to appreciate being tapped into the frequency of like the unlimited wealth that actually does exist. If I didn't create that contrast of being in the like lack, limited, small, cold (laughs) life. Dead. Yeah. 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 That's so profound. And this is something, um, you know, I talk to a lot of my clients about, and I'm sure you do as well, is seeing things from a higher perspective outside of the lens of the ego. Because your ego, 
your ego wants to just see the suffering and the pain and make sure that it creates um, these these future outcomes that don't allow you to experience that again. The higher self sees it as, oh my God, all of this is an opportunity. All of this is incredible. All of this is exactly how it is. And I chose it so that I could ascend above it if you choose to step into creatorship, right? And that's exactly, that's exactly what you did, we have to walk through the fire and experience suffering and experience darkness. And like you said, being poor to now be on the opposite end of the spectrum and, and, you know, ascending into incredible wealth. So yeah, you, you are in control always, always beautiful. And then the other, the other thing that I wanted to talk about was the point where you felt like before you were going to do mushrooms, you felt like you were actually going to die, but realizing that that was actually the ego, realizing that the ego was going to die. And so in a sense, it's a death to yourself. It's a death to your consciousness. It's a death to your narrative. And so maybe talking about that, prompting people who are curious about working with plant medicine or even just doing like really deep subconscious work, um, what that felt like and maybe how to work through it before going on this oh my gosh journey well immediately what comes up for me is that when you just do it you get over it you know because (laughs) for me like i was just at a point where it was like the fear the pain of staying the same was worse than the pain of change. Mm, I got to that point. It was like, I don't know why the fuck I think that this heroic dose of mushrooms is going to fix my life, but it is. I have this deep feeling that this is something I need to see or do or whatever. And yeah, I was just so scared that I was going to die. But yeah, that was what I realized after I did it was like, I did die. I, as in Mandy, did die. And That's the phase two. <laughs> <laughs> phase one. Phase one. Gone. But I didn't have any concept that there was a version of me that's unkillable at that time. And then you flowed yeah. into the phase two. So let's talk a little bit more about that now. So the way that I had been viewing manifestation, spirituality, all of it up until that point, because I had been on the journey, right? I was on the search. Um But the way that I had seen it through my perspective up until that point was very much like, okay, I'm the creator of my reality, but only for some things. Mm. (laughs) Like Mm. I'm the creator of the good things. Like I can manifest the good things, but then there's some things that happen that are just like, that's out of my hands. Like that was, you know, I'm a victim of that. (laughs) And when I had that experience with the mushrooms, it was like, wait a second. I picked all of it. Like the, that had never occurred to me before. 
and it's really like hard to accept sometimes that like some of the stuff that mm-hmm. you put yourself through was intentional. <laughs> and so I was like searching. I was searching. I was on social media. I was on the internet. I was searching. I was like, I need someone to like validate this for me that like, yes, it actually is all me. Mm -hmm. And because I noticed, you know, even in some of the creators that I would follow, of course, because that's where I was at in my mindset, they would say like, you know, you create, you co-create your reality, but you're not necessarily in charge of all the quote unquote bad things. So when I found Sam, who is now my business partner, best friend, we live together, work together, run retreats all over the world together. Um, I found her and she had said in a video, and this was so profound. This was the moment for me. She was like, you created me to tell you this. And I was like, wait, 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 I just got chills. It shook me. It felt like I was coming through the screen and like being like, hey, yeah, yeah, you're not crazy. I got you. (laughs) Which Mm -hmm. essentially was what I was doing. And so when I saw that, I just was like, oh my God. And I started consuming all of her content. I became just like so immersed in she was teaching what we now refer to as phase two which is when you awaken to the fact that you're actually creating everything. And Mm. oh my God, it was like, it felt like coming home to myself for the first time. I was like, okay, okay. I feel like I'm getting, I'm getting this litter, this like so much energy is moving through me right now because I've said this, but I don't think I fully like fully accepted it yet and now i'm starting to apply it and then obviously now i'm connecting with you and we're just like (laughs) we're just reflecting it back to each other and i'm just realizing how true this is and if you can accept this truth like i feel it just activating internally inside of me right now like in my stomach in my solar plexus and it's probably in my solar plexus that power center right now because that is the, the the power center of creation it's so activating when you can step into that power and really apply it because then you start to intend something before you even have the experience and boom, it happens. You intend this, boom, it happens. You intend this, boom, it happens. Like last year, I I just even had, before my retreat, I just had even a thought of like, it would be so nice to experience a retreat before my retreat. And then I get offered a free retreat before my retreat. And now I'm here you know, this is a whole other story, but the opportunities that have come with that, it's like, as soon as you intend or even think it happens. And the flip side of that is how much do you, how can you get such control over your subconscious mind that when fear makes its way in, you don't allow it to plant a seed and percolate and then become reality? How do you have that much? I know we're both at that point now, but it's taken us a long time to get here. And how do you have that much equilibrium where if you're about to do something you're nervous about or anxious about or or is scaring you, 
that you don't allow those those intrusive thoughts to manifest. Feelings. Dude, it's all feelings. That's that's the journey for me in that specific instance of what you're explaining right now. When the intrusive thought per se comes in. Thus the seed, the planting the seed is the feelings that energize it. Right? Mm-hmm. And because it's it's not the thought itself. The thought itself, right? You have so many thoughts. We create all kinds of thoughts. But which thoughts do you actually act on? The thoughts that you feel something about. And mm-hmm. I have gotten, I've expanded my capacity to feel. And so when the thoughts come in that I'm like, oh yeah, interesting that I'm thinking about that. (laughs) Uh, Don't really want that to come out here. Mm -hmm. I will sit with it and I'll let myself indulge the thought. I'll be like, all right, so say that did happen. How am I going to feel about it? And Mm -hmm. I will literally let myself play it out. Let myself have the whole experience up here. Okay, so this does happen. My biggest fear happens and whatever. Say say I'm going to throw a retreat. Okay, nobody shows up and it's a complete flop. This is fucked. <laughs> so how would I feel about that? <laughs> okay, let me just feel it out. Because when you take all that feeling and energy out of the experience, there's no need to create it anymore. Wow. Chills again. <laughs> Two aliens just keep bopping on a podcast. Do you know what I mean? Oh my God. I literally feel like we're back on our home planet. <laughs> I'm just like, yes, this is this is platinum gold right here. This is platinum gold. Yes. <laughs> going through the experience that you actually don't want to have so that you play through the emotions and it processes the emotions and you're no longer carrying that energy in your vessel. Therefore, it does not manifest. Because this is the key that used, this is what used to fuck me up, right? Is I used mm-hmm. to avoid what I would consider my negative thoughts or my negative emotions because I didn't want them to manifest. So I'm like, don't think about it. Don't go there. Don't just know we can't have this. And, it, and all along, the trippy part is it's happening inside my mind either way. I'm suffering mm-hmm. by just avoiding the thought itself. Mm-hmm. So... But that's the thing is like, if you want something to appear out here, yeah, we don't know how it all fucking works, but it's thoughts, thoughts, feelings, and actions. It's the trifecta. It's, it's the thoughts happening, the feelings are happening and the actions taking place. Well, if you just eliminate one of those creation can't exist. So if I'm sitting there and I'm letting myself fully have this experience inside my mind, then the need to take action to avoid it, which is literally just the same thing as creating it, 
is no longer there. So then we just move on. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I'm going to apply that because it's interesting, though, like being out here for the last month, I, I'm listening to a lot of um, 5G books, like books by Maureen St. Germain and books by Dolores Cannon. And I'm, I'm listening to their philosophies and I'm applying it and I'm like, holy shit, I don't have to be. I don't have to be in a low vibration. I don't have to be in a low emotion. I don't have to sulk. I can just work through it right away. And that's what I do is I work through the emotion, but I haven't applied like mentally playing the potential of, again, like just like you said, a retreat not working out or somebody cheating on me or whatever it is. Because that is, that's like the next level. And so I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this and I'm also going to apply and I definitely urge the the listeners to apply it as well and the opposite right so when you're trying to manifest something you don't want isn't it or you do want my apologies isn't it a similar trajectory or a similar similar formula of seeing it feeling it experiencing it yeah but i also have a hot take on that as well I like the hot takes. Let's go. <laughs> Trigger me. Trigger me. <laughs> I honestly so I honestly love it because I listened I listened to your content and like me in the past would be triggered by your content. And me now I'm like, yes, like call me out. I love it. I love the the power and the the strength and and the wisdom that you you carry and also like the I don't give a fuck energy that you you use when you express it's like very very empowering and it can either trigger people in a good way or it can trigger people in a way that they're like oh like I don't want to look there yet I'm scared and so they get angry I'm sure but for me it's like fuel it's fuel I love it thank you mm-hmm Yes. Okay. So my hot take on manifestation. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> the whole idea is that you're manifesting this thing, right? You're creating it. Well, the way I see it is that if there's something there that you feel like you want to manifest, it's fucking yours, okay? That shit's already created. You put it there. You put that shit in. You don't have you don't have ideas or things that you're like, oh, I would really like to experience that just because they're not just there randomly, okay? That's because that's some shit that you already have. You're just catching up. Your awareness is just catching up. <laughs> so you're not creating something out of thin air you're not okay i have to think the right thoughts and feel the right things to become this vibrational match so then i make sure that i'm in alignment and i take the perfect actions and then i no 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 like how fucking exhausting does that feel i've been there yeah, same <laughs> same it's and exhausting it's <laughs> exhausting um So my hot take on that is that, well, that, that it's already there. 
And so when you can get yourself to understand that, to really, it's not even about understanding it. It's not about understanding it up here because it's one thing to be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Uh, But to like really let yourself feel that, okay, so I already have it. It's already, I don't know how all the pieces are coming together for it. I don't know what the fuck is going to happen in between now and me becoming aware that I have it, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to let myself feel that I really have it already. Then every action you take after that doesn't come from this place of lack, this place of, oh, I'm, I need to manifest it. I got to get it. I got to get there somehow. I got to take these steps. Instead, you're just flowing with whatever feels good in the moment. You're, you're able to hear your intuition and feel it so much more clearly because your intuition could show you something like, Hey, go do jumping jacks outside. And instead of being like, well, how does that relate to what I'm trying to manifest? <laughs> you're just in the moment. Cause you're like, it's already mine. How do I know that these jumping jacks aren't part of the fucking plan? <laughs> True. <laughs> wow. So you're saying I'm a multimillionaire. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. But I just needed to hear it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um that's that's beautiful because of course this is happening. This is exactly <laughs> hey. And if you're hearing that and if you have something that you, you want and you've been trying to manifest it, you already are it and it's already yours. Right? And we, we forget that. We forget that. It brings up this is illuminating a lot for me too because I have been that obsessive kind of disciplined person in the past and it's worked but just like I said it's interesting because just like I said previously before my retreat I was like wouldn't it be nice and when I'm like oh yeah wouldn't it be nice it's of course it's gonna happen that's when it is rapid but when I'm like yeah I need to script. I need to meditate for two hours. I need to do yoga for seven hours. I need to talk to God. I need to ground. I need to do breath work. All these things. It's like, no, you're in separation. And again, you're in lack. And the, the, the vibrational energy of lack is very similar to the vibrational energy of fear. So again, you're operating out of fear, which is not the path to true creatorship. So thank you for that. <laughs> you can't yell at something and have it at the same time you can't those are two different experiences wow <laughs> <laughs> it's so simple but that's why we complicate it because it's like wait it can't be that easy i can't mm-hmm. just embody that i already have everything i want well it's like well first of all motherfucker holy shit do you have you taken a look around at your life and actually noticed what the fuck you created till this point Mm -hmm. and what you have the the lens the disease of lack and consumerism or whatever you want to call it is so rampant you know and and the most successful people in the world probably get there because they're in that vibration of, I don't have enough. I don't have it. I don't have it. I don't have enough. I don't have it. And 
that shift can be so difficult though. I know it's so necessary, but it can be so difficult, especially if you come from poverty or if you come from, for me, like I didn't, I didn't come from poverty, but both of my parents came from really, really poor households. And so that energy is just ingrained in them. You know, like I think I might've told you this last time, but my dad is very successful and has everything he could ever want and more and still thinks he doesn't have enough. And so getting through that, it's like almost, it's almost cellular. It's almost ingrained in our DNA that if your parents, you know, come from alcoholism or poverty or abuse, like, and they don't do the work to excavate that, it's of course passed on to future generations. And we have to work through all of that muck, all of that subconscious muck and and cellular just heavy energy um, in order to get to the point to realize, oh, wait, I'm abundant as fuck. I've never not been. It's just this, this programming and this ancestral generational shit that I have to work through. So I'm curious. I mean, of course, that heroic dose of mushrooms did a lot for you. But was that like, were you in lack prior to that? Was that all you needed to kind of be like, oh, wait. Um, or was there work when you found phase two to realize I am wealthy, you know, to do that inner kind of poverty, lack mindset shift? Well, first of all, I want to just make the comment that your dad is the perfect example of how whatever money success you achieve has absolutely nothing to do with what we are actually trying to achieve, which is Mm -hmm. simply a feeling. Mm. Yeah. Perfect example. Um, But yes. So (laughs) when I, Yes, I was in lack. Yes, I was fucking like just oh my god. I am I had my own business. I was a massage therapist and I was just working my ass off. I made tons of money. I made a bunch of money. I felt whatever that even means, but I had money, I had a bunch of great clients and I made my own schedule, had all this freedom, but I was still like I was a slave. I was slave to my own. Like, did your body hurt from doing that much for others? I feel like that would hurt my body. Yes. And I was also compulsively going to power yoga every single day, which (laughs) kind of of was like, it was like a Band-Aid that was going against the, yeah. Anyways, I had my system, but I was miserable. But you, you wouldn't have known. Nobody would have known from the outside because I was just this Zen massage therapist who had her fucking shit together, right? That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. But everybody sees through your shit. But um, mm-hmm. anyways, so when I found phase two and Sam was like, you created me to tell you this. I'm like, okay, what the fuck do I need to learn here, right? And what I teach people now is a little bit of what I was talking about earlier with the feelings. And phase two is, yes, you are waking up to the 
full, fully accepting responsibility for your entire experience. Mm. And to do that comes with a lot of feelings. Ouch. So, so yes, the, the mushrooms helped me because it was like that awareness that just kind of catapulted everything. But when I found phase two, it was like, oh my God, I have been avoiding my feelings my whole life. And Sam, in her teachings and in her book, Quantum Networking, they talk about how it's all about appreciation. It's all about appreciation. And in mainstream spirituality, they talk a lot about gratitude, right? Gratitude for everything. We're grateful. Gratitude is like the high frequency, whatever. Well, for me, I like appreciation better. And it resonated harder with me because appreciation to me is, well, I'll tell you what gratitude to me is first. First of all, words are up for interpretation, but this is how it hit me on like a feelings level. Gratitude is like, oh my God, I'm so grateful this happened. Like I'm lucky, kind of, mm -hmm. which is fine. But appreciation to me is like, oh my God, I appreciate myself for creating this. I appreciate that I created this experience and it just hit different for me. Just hit different. Yeah, I can feel yeah. that. I can feel that. And on, I've, I've, I've really never heard somebody talk about the difference, like ever, ever. And so I think this is really interesting, the, the difference between gratitude and, and appreciation. It makes sense. I can say, I am grateful for you. Or I can say, I appreciate you. That is, you can feel the, yeah. there's more, there's more depth there, which there before is. you, before you got into it and I, I felt through it, I was like, it's the same thing. Appreciation. Mm -hmm. It's not. I, I agree with you. It's similar yeah. concept, but there's more, there's more depth. And it's, and it's different for everyone, right? Like that might not resonate the same way with somebody else because we all have our own interpretation of words. But for me, that hit different so hard. And appreciation has such, such an even deeper meaning to me now because it's like appreciation is allowing myself to really feel what I've created. I mean, this whole fucking human experience is here for us to feel things. And that awareness never really hit me until I found phase two. And I was like, wait, so all these experiences that I've created, including the ones that maybe I feel are like bad or tough or a struggle, Traumatic. are all there to give me different flavors of feelings. <laughs> and that was just like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. So the experience of being small, limited, in lack, broke is just an experience like anything else. It's there to give you that feeling, the feeling of mm -hmm. being like, oh no, this sucks, whatever. So. Wow. Yeah. It's interesting because what's coming through is, and this is going to get a little bit more deep but we're gonna go there because i think it needs to be said because i've been through like i've experienced all levels of abuse in my life 
And abuse is tricky, right? Because if you're talking to a trauma survivor and you're like, oh, you're a higher conscious being and you came in to get, you know, beat by your dad because you were actually protecting the other children in the family. And that was your sole mission because you because you will heal later in your life. Like uh, I'm listening to uh, Ascending into 5D by Maureen uh, St. Germain. She talks about how one of her clients in a QHH, in a, in a hypnosis session, um, discovered that she came in to be abused by her father so that she could protect her other brothers and sisters because they weren't strong enough on an energetic soul level to then heal later in life, but she was, and then she ends up healing, right? People, like I, one specific person for my, a friend from my past is coming to my mind because, you know, I went through hell in Costa Rica and I got abused or whatever you want to call it, manipulated. And I could have stayed in that and said, oh, he did this to me and way, 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 you know, and I could have stayed in that and, and been in that for the rest of my life. But there is this higher knowing when you do this work and you make this choice that you didn't come to this life to get abused. You came to this life to experience whatever it was that you needed to experience so that you can overcome and then expand on every single level. And so I just wanted to address that because I know there will be people being like, I no, I didn't choose to be this or I didn't choose to be that. Yes, you did. Yeah. And you continuing, I'm going to say this too, you continuing to put yourself in the victim mentality of all of the traumas in the past and not learning from it is continuing to attract similar cycles in your life until you step into your power. If you ever do. That's a hot take. Well, and the, no, it is a hot take, but the cool part is, the really fucking cool part about that is anybody who has that victim story that they're hanging on to, that shit is your wealth. That's your money. That is everything that you could possibly not even dream of experiencing is on the other side of you taking your power back from that experience. So like the second that you can allow yourself to just feel those feelings, Mm -hmm. there's not even anything you have to do. There's not even like some complicated ass shit that you have to do to go through and reprogram that you can that stuff works you can you're more than welcome to play that game but you can also just sit there and allow yourself to feel those unresolved feelings because that's what's holding it in place is that's your bitterness that's your anger that's your resentment that's your shame guilt all of it like that you have around that experience it's all just locked in there because it's unfelt feelings and then that's keeping you so connected to your past stories and not giving you the opportunity or the space to create new ones. This, I literally posted a, a, a video about this today, about disconnecting from your past and processing your emotions that are holding you in those past timelines so that you can ascend into new ones. Hallelujah. 
everything's aligned. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. I really want to get into how your life has expanded from moving into and working with phase two. And you talk a lot about quantum wealth and I would love to gradually flow into that as well, because I think the wealthy, the wealthy piece people are doing some things wrong and they need to be doing it right so that we can create an entire world, an entire ecosystem of freedom so we can all access this. I agree. I I would love to. I'll talk about both of those things. Um, yeah. For, first of all, <laughs> I want to talk about entrepreneurship. This is like maybe also a hot take, but something that like, okay, a lot of people when they unplug from the matrix, right? <clears throat> and they're like, okay, I can do my own thing now. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. And mm -hmm. that is great. But you can also do something that kind of skips some steps. <laughs> it's like a cheat We code. like that. I'm obsessed with cheats, being lazy, doing things the easy way. Like life is a game and there are cheat codes there for a reason. So we will use them. Yes. Entrepreneurship is a cheat code. Okay. Because when you are building, this is so fucking cool. When you are building someone else and their business, you can build your whole own business within their business and it will support you and become a machine just the same way as a business, as an entrepreneur. But you also start off with a platform to already build from. Instead mm -hmm. of starting from the ground up, you're digging a hole. You're like uncovering your business, but from a platform that you can already stand on. Mm -hmm. So it's just another way of looking at things. And it's funny because this is part of the journey. The reason why I said that is when I decided to move and leave my boyfriend, leave my job, quit my life and come join the movement essentially and teach phase two, I had no idea how it was going to all work out. I had no idea what even really my place was in this. I just was like, mm -hmm. I feel so much about this. I want to tell people. And I was like, can I help you guys? Like, I'm, I love you. And they were like, yeah, yeah. We're making this a movement. Like come help. I love that. And if you can find a cause or even just a person that you want to get behind, you don't have to start from zero. You don't have to start from square one and build your business with, you know, I mean, it's a journey. Okay. It's a journey. Oh yeah. This is exactly, I'm realizing no. as you said this, this is exactly what I did. One of my friends who has like literally COVID, you know, lost everything, didn't have any jobs, started working for one of my friends who has a productivity coaching business, you know, was killing it. She mentored me. And then I got, I started getting clients from her and then I worked for another, um, you know, pretty, pretty big coaching company. And then boom, 
So looks like I did this intuitively. <laughs> That's incredible. My AirPod just died, so I hope it's good sound, but your your sounds great. Okay. Well. Anyways, okay, so you already naturally did it. So you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like, and and this was tough for me. This was a huge like expansion point for me because like when I came out here, I was all, you know, oh, I got to start from zero and I'm on my own and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And my ego's all like, okay, well, I got to have my own thing too. I got to have my own thing. That's not their thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that really got in the way for me with like creating money in my experience, with creating clients, with creating my whole social media following, everything about it was a struggle. It was like, mm -hmm. I was, I was sitting here learning all this stuff, having these amazing mentors teaching me everything, but I was still just struggling because I was trying to do it all by myself. And I wasn't allowing myself to just be a puzzle piece in the bigger picture. A lot of times we look at the world through like our means, our lens. We need to have our own thing. Everything's about ownership. It's like this whole like egoic mindset. But when you expand and you allow yourself to see it as the means, as you're part mm -hmm. of this bigger fucking ecosystem, when you just let yourself kind of flow and find your place in that and support the people who are supporting you and it just becomes this like fucking amazing thing, then it's like, all of a sudden I did also have my own thing. Mm. You never don't have your own thing. You're living through your own little human, no matter what. But that was a huge expansion point for me. And yeah, just to anybody who is like starting off this journey of awakening, if you're like, oh, I just don't know what to do. Well, if you can find somebody who you can get behind and support them, you will always be supported. It's just the way it works because they're you and you're just supporting another version of yourself. Boom. Yeah. It's funny because it's like so obvious that the universe is like, I'm trying to gift you something. I'm trying to help you. Like this, this literally, you found this magically and it's still not enough. It's still not enough for you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it, it took, it literally took my mentor being like, you're ungrateful as shit. Wow. And just being like really honest with me. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. He's like, you're struggling because of your own decisions. You're trying to figure this all out on your own while you don't even see what's right in front of you. Yeah. And this actually ties perfectly into the wealth conversation as well, because the... Movement of money in your experience is you always get back more than you give. Always. Whether or not you see it that way is up for you to decide. But when you can like 
make somebody else money? Oh my God. That comes back to you like this. Just because the way that most of us live our lives, right? We're running around. We're trying to make our own money. We're like, I got to get my own bread, right? Like, I got to make my shit. It's so my good. Mine, mine, mine. Mm-hmm. Mine. I need to get my bread. So when you do that, you're on the struggle bus of, I got to get my bread. <laughs> but when you're focusing your energy, like, oh my God, like I want to make you some bread. Even like as a coach, right? You're helping people amplify themselves, mm-hmm. simplify their lives, whatever you're helping them do. That is by a byproduct making them money. And that's why mm-hmm. you make money doing it. Because you're making somebody else money. It's just this energy exchange, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm helping amplify you, then I'm, you're going to amplify me, et cetera, et cetera. So this works the same way when you're doing entrepreneurship, right? You have somebody who's making money. They're making an impact. They already have their machine just pumping out through the world. If you can contribute to that and increase that and amplify that, it becomes back comes back times a million and that's a but you have to be willing to give first Mm -hmm. yeah it's so interesting because that you bring that up because i know people that have again everything and then some you know my ex is a very good example like he made great money but when it comes, mm-hmm. when it came to giving and, you know, like not being fucking greedy, the greed is actually what keeps you in this contraction of you're holding on, you're holding on and you're just like, mine. No, nobody can touch it, you know, but that contracts you and that limits you immensely. It reminds me of one of um, the the laws from the spiritual laws of success is you need to keep throwing it out there and putting money out there, even when it's not logical, helping people, investing in things, you know, even when it's not logical, your mind's like, are you sure? Are you sure? You're like, yep, we're going to keep doing it. The flow in order for money to come into your life, there has to be a flow out as in order to have a flow in, if that makes sense. So 100% does. It's all energy. Yeah, it is. It is. And it's one of the, um, one of the things that really kind of allowed me to actually expand my money experience the most was my intuition showed me, this is so fun. I literally wrote an email about this just today to my list. Um, my intuition showed me to start tipping large amounts when I would go out to eat or I was like Mm. going places where it would have a tip option. I was getting these really, really strong intuitive nudges to like ask for what number should I tip instead of doing like the standard or whatever. And so the first time it happened, my intuition was like tip a hundred percent of the bill. And I was like, And this was at a time where I felt like, oh, I don't really have the money for that. I shouldn't really be doing that, whatever. So it was very expansive for me because I'm like, okay, all right, I trust you. I trust you. You got me covered. 
And so I did it. And then it was like every time after that, it just became standard practice for me to ask my intuition to show me a number. And every time the number was way larger than like what I would normally tip. And it started to become kind of like this experience where every time I was gaining more awareness about these limiting beliefs I had around money Mm. and every limiting belief you have about spending money is the same belief you have about making it. So if I'm sitting there going, Mm. oh, this is a little too much to tip $50. Oh, is it too much for somebody to pay me $50 to them? Interesting. And not only that, that, (laughs) not only that, there's more. Mm -hmm. Every time I would do it, it would feel like, oh, well, I don't really have a reason to tip this much. Like they didn't give me like extra good service or something. So Uh, then I'm realizing, oh, do I feel like I have to be extra good to get money or I have to go out of my way to do something, whatever. So it was like mm -hmm. every time I would perform that energetic exchange of paying along with this newfound awareness and feeling like, oh my God, this is what it feels like to just appreciate someone for just existing, to just Mm -hmm. give them this gift of this extra $50 tip or whatever, not for any particular reason, just simply because that's it. Mm. Wow. When I started doing that and really like paying attention to my feelings while I did it, I started to get excited about doing it. I started to love doing it because I was like, oh my God, like this is a fun way for me to appreciate another aspect of myself. And then within literally the weeks following when I started doing that, I went from making like no money to my first 10 came up. Just like. Wow. Yes, that is. And by no money, I mean like dribs and drabs. Like I would get like 200 bucks here, 100 bucks there. But it wasn't like, it wasn't like the kind of money where I'm like, oh, I unlocked the floodgates. Oh my gosh. That is incredible. That is such a beautiful practice. And I really, really like what you said around if I have a limitation about giving money, then I'm going to have a limitation about receiving money. It just, it just illuminated so much for me in my own subconscious mind. I'm like, oh yeah, I still do think that I need to be working a certain amount of hours or giving a certain amount in order to receive a certain amount. It's like, no, 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 well, no. I know people and myself included in moments of my life where I've sat and meditated, believed I was worthy, believed I've deserved, I've deserved something. And ended up with a lump sum of money in my bank account or ended up with a check that like came out of nowhere. So yeah, that's, that's really expansive, really expansive. Yeah. It's the whole money thing is like, fuck dude. The system. It's a very meticulously designed entrapment system to keep our consciousness limited and on the rat wheel, the hamster wheel. It's, it's, they knew what they were doing. 
when they designed it. They're like, this, the people are never going to get out of this unless they're crazy yeah. bitches that take heroic doses of mushrooms. And, you know, we're going to keep, we're going to make sure those are illegal though. So. Yeah. They, as in you. Uh... <laughs> You're oh. I'm genius. Why would I do that? Why would I do that? <laughs> well, I mean, what do you think about pro? What do you think about like programming from the government? And I know we're at time as yeah. well, so I just pause. Really it's quick. okay. I want to. It's okay. We have we have a little bit more time. We're good. Just keep going. Okay, I'll make sure to edit that out. It's interesting though because that's that one's a little bit difficult for me because. Okay. I don't want to believe, but I like challenges, right? I don't want to believe that I created the government and the evil forces in the world that have been oppressing us for centuries. How, how did I create that? No, <laughs> I'm a good person. <laughs> you know, it's like, this is very interesting to think about that. Well, okay, so let me offer you another perspective, because yes, I can see how it would be hard to believe that you created it, because you, as in Danielle, didn't. But when you look at it from the perspective of consciousness, you couldn't possibly have the concept of light and good without evil and darkness so you created it both so you could experience the contrast it's just a big cosmic game a big cosmic joke that you're playing with yourself essentially <laughs> and this this iteration you decided to play the light game <laughs> I want to ask you so badly about taxes right now. <laughs> okay, ask me. So, what do we, what do we, what do, we, what do we do with that shit that we created? Because I'm over it. <laughs> Who, there's okay. some people, there's some creators on social media that are talking about this and like how to unplug and all of that. Um, but I'm oh. super curious. I will offer you. <laughs> perspective that you probably haven't heard on taxes okay. let's do it so taxes are appreciation <laughs> for the things that happen in your experience that the other aspects of you just take care of and you never have to fucking worry about mm. <laughs> because money is literally just appreciation. So when you pay your taxes, you're just appreciating that you get to have roads to fucking drive on and you get to like go places and things are just there for you. And right. you don't have to worry about so many things. It's a good way to put it. It's a good way to put it. There's there's a piece of me that is like very um I don't want to say anarchist, maybe that's that's dramatic, but like anti-establishment, anti-government. Not fully, not fully, but 
to the point where I do feel, and I guess a part of me created this too, to feel that I am actually not appreciated by the pieces of our matrix that are we're supposed to be taking care of us or we're supposed to have our purest intention in mind right a good intentions in mind it feels like we're being taken advantage of in aspects because it's like i did all of this and you're taking you're just taking it you, i just have to give it away to you what if i did that to you government you know, like, <laughs> so yeah, I need to work on that one because I'm sure there's many pieces of that where I'm giving my power away because I'm in a negative mood around that aspect of my reality. There's always two perspectives. So mm-hmm. no matter what, you literally could give me any example and you could look at it from the lens of the victim or you could look at it from the lens of the creator. It's always, mm. you're always both there. Oh so God, you I'm can decide. Yeah. You're a victim of the government. <laughs> I didn't but realize I was going to have epiphanies and like revelations, not in this conversation. So thank you. <laughs> Well, here's another thing too, is like, so for example, Mm -hmm. like I, my bookkeeper, so she is like, like loves numbers and taxes and like all that stuff, which is great, which is why I created her to do it for me because I don't, right? So (laughs) I love that. But um, she actually offered me such an interesting perspective of taxes. Um because she does the write-offs, right? So she knows like where you can get all the deductions and whatever. So she got really into it. And she's also in my phase two community. So she's seeing it from the perspective of the creator Mm. as well. And she goes, this is so crazy because she's like, I created the game of taxes. So then I know all the rules. So I know all the loopholes. So the more I learn about it, I can figure out how to like play back. Like I'm playing chess with myself. Like, oh, I'll do you one better. Bing, 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 bing. And Mm. he finds all the ways for me to not have to pay taxes. But let me take it another level for you. Because this is where it gets fucking cool to me too. Is all of the ways that you get deductions on taxes are from expanding other businesses literally so the whole system of is set up in a way that if you take advantage of um like if you are living in a way that you're expanding other businesses you don't have to pay taxes it's like you're almost paying you're investing in others and then Okay, well, then I'm set. I need her number, please. Yeah, I got you. I, I got you. I'll hook you up. <laughs> but you, you can either pay the appreciation one way or you pay it another way. That's how I pay it. My money's constantly going out. I'm investing in stuff left and right. Left and right. Yeah. So mm, that's like, beautiful. 
You can write off your coaching, any mentorship you do, any retreats you go on, yoga classes. I mean, when you're an entrepreneur, if you are creative enough, you can write off basically everything because everything that you are investing your money into is expanding another business. If you find a way to put that on paper. Yeah. Uh, hot take on taxes for anybody. <laughs> and I have a lady for anybody who needs one. She's amazing. Sign me up. <laughs> sign me up yeah it's it's i needed to see that because again you can just you can feel what it feels like when you're choosing to hold on to a narrative that is limiting it's it's i can feel that right when i'm like that part of me that rebels like fuck the government da, 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 da. you know I'm, I'm gonna break the matrix no. and whatever and i have i have you know we have in our own incredible yeah. ways but Again, that's I can just see the image I see in my head is me just like throwing my power away. And it's like, what would I be able to do if I, I reclaim that and I rewrite that? And that's the continual evolution of the work that you do, of the work that I do. Limitless being podcast, right? Phase two, like redeveloping this unlimited version of you and who you are now. And with phase two back to the quantum wealth thing like can we can we tap into that what is quantum wealth <laughs> quantum okay so for me quantum literally just means fast like in the quantum okay. field everything is fast it's immediate okay like how i said earlier you can't want something and have something at the same time your reality out here is immediately reflecting what's going on in here at all times. There is no delay. There is no catching up. It's immediate reflection, okay? So that's that's the quantum. That's where the quantum comes from. And really quantum wealth is all about expanding your awareness to see the wealth that's already there. Kind of like how earlier I talked about how your manifestations, they already exist. Mm -hmm. You're just expanding your awareness to see that they're already there. It's the same thing with your wealth. One thing that can help people tap into this is when you look at your life, have you ever actually run out of money? No. <laughs> Personally, no. Because nobody has. And if they have, if they went, if they went to zero, they made more money. <laughs> like there isn't there isn't any time or they have a credit card or they overdraft. Somehow, even when you have no money in your bank account, you can still overdraft and there somehow is like this imaginary money that's there to pay for whatever you need that's true that's true so <laughs> that that awareness is that not there for most people most people are terrified of running out of money like right. oh my god if i do something wrong i'll run out one time fuck when i don't have money first of all that's never happened to you. So that awareness mm -hmm. in itself is like, wait. It's a lie. Okay, I, I can't run out. What? It's like that we can't we can't comprehend how unlimited money is because it's the same thing 
as how we can't comprehend how unlimited we are because infinity mm-hmm. does not make sense to your egoic mind. Mm. <laughs> it's like you're just like Whoa, wait i mean infinite what the i don't think this thing i works. do not <laughs> compute <laughs> yeah uh, if we knew I'm... if we truly knew how powerful we were if we all truly knew then the game would collapse and we would have to remake it exactly <laughs> Exactly. The entire earth would shatter. Yeah. Wow. But, you know, you said it earlier yourself, money is energy. People say that, but they don't actually let that hit them. Where the fuck is all of your energy going? If you have no money or you're always running out of money or you're always feeling, I just said running out of money, even though I just said you can't run out of money. If you're always feeling like you're running out of money, you're always feeling like you don't have money. All your energy is going into you feeding the story of, oh my God, I don't have enough. Mm. Oh my God. Oh my God, I have so many bills. Oh my God, this sucks. Oh my God, what am I going to do? Oh, I have to go make more money, blah, blah, blah. All that energy is going into that. That's so, going to be your entire existence. That's your life. <laughs> wow. Oh, I could totally sit here and tell you that it's so much more complicated than that. And there's so much more that goes into it. Nope. It's that simple. It's just like any other game. If you're putting your all your energy into the game of being broke, that's the game you're playing. If you decided one day, you know what? I'm booking over this. I'm done being broke. I'm done. I you be done. <laughs> and if you're not done, then you'll just continue to play the game. That's it's like you. a little kid. I literally think of it like you're a little kid. When a little kid's done playing with the toy, what do they do? drop the toy, move on. They're they're not even ever going to think about that toy again. It's completely gone. They're on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. I love this because it comes back to simplicity. And oh, thank you. I think that that's I think that's kind of where I'm naturally moving is actually no I need to simplify my practices. I need to simplify you know, all of these techniques, all of these modalities, whatever it may be, and come back to the knowledge that whatever you choose to believe will be. That's why most things or all things maybe are placebo, right? Because it comes down to the brain believing that it is. And so it is. And I love that because I've found myself not simplifying and i love how you root in simplicity like it can be this easy and we can all have it we need we need more teachers and speakers like that so thank you thank you for that yeah for sure that's what drew me to phase two is i was like i've been on the complicated journey and i'm so sick of this shit. it's so i don't understand it's so complicated Mm -hmm. So, I have a question. Yeah. What is 
the most profound thing that you've seen in your life shift in your life or manifest or actualize in your life or in a client's life from the application of these knowings and these in this knowledge oh boy the most profound that's something just whatever comes up whatever comes up yeah doesn't have to be the most but just something that's been really significant for you that was that was magical being able to actually live my life 100% in the present moment that (laughs) I can't and have and have okay and let me add because you said material things and have like ten thousand dollars coming in in a month from places i don't even know where Hamza, how <laughs> literally i sing how um wow having literally like a sold out retreat in scotland that we didn't tell anybody any details about at all. We were just like, we're having a retreat. You have to pay mm-hmm. and then you'll get the address and that's it. You're coming for two weeks. Can you walk me through that a little bit more? Because I'm, I need, I, I, you're testing my limits. Okay. Most people don't do that. And I'm very grateful right now. How did you fucking do that? Because I need that. I need that juice. That's incredible. Yeah. You it's, just chose. I'm it. literally just. I'm gonna come back to it again. It's feelings. It's all feelings. Mm-hmm. It's all literally feelings. It's all being willing to actually just trust your intuition with reckless abandon and just be like, you know what? I don't have to figure any of this out. It's the inner knowing that you've always had. And I know you have, because I also have, that when you follow it, you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. But then you're like, oh, but I feel like I have to control this thing over here. But like the decision to just go all in on it and just be like, nope, fuck it. I'm done figuring things out. My feelings will guide me to everything that I have ever wanted and it will just happen. And so for this retreat, you were like, hey, Sam, we're, or vice versa, we're about to have a sold out women's retreat or I don't know, co-ed, whatever it is, um, in Scotland for two weeks. And it's about to be sold out and we don't have to worry at all. And then it just actually great, great question, because now let me clarify. Now I know what to say. This I'm is, like, give me some details. This is actually how it happened. Um, okay. Hey, let's have a retreat in Scotland. Perfect. Let's do it from this day to this day. Perfect. It'll be this much and we can have this many people. Okay. We'll let people know about it. But I want to point something out because you said, okay, so we're going to have a sold out retreat none of us had any expectations of it selling out and that's why 
Ooh. There was no expectations. There was no there was no expectations either way of oh my god, nobody's gonna come, this is gonna suck, or oh my god, this is gonna be sold out, this is gonna be great. It was just we're doing this, we'll be there. Whether anybody will sign up or not, no idea, but we're going. <laughs> Wow. So didn't even choose a spot, didn't even like put a down payment. You're like, oh, this is happening. We're yep. gonna Okay. I love this. <laughs> My ego's like little yeah. things that I had to do just to make this come into fruition this was the hardest thing i'd ever done blah 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 blah. you know all the lies all the this whatever yeah trusting your intuition well, i could reckless abandon that is that's the magic that's the magic and it's like when i found the community that we have online like I was like, oh my God, people are living like this. Like, it's not, this isn't just a, a thing. This isn't just a methodology or whatever. And it just resonated with me on such a deep level, like nothing else. It was like truth beyond any truth I had ever heard. It was like this, I've been knowing this. I've been knowing this is how this fucking shit works. I just wasn't ready to fully trust it. God damn it. <laughs> yes oh my gosh and then when I saw other people living like that I was like okay if it works for them I guess <laughs> let me just give it a try mm -hmm. but you know this shows up in so many people's lives in so many ways when they hit like a rock bottom point of course yeah because it's like you eventually get to a point where you're like, okay, obviously what I'm trying to do is not working. So whatever this feeling is, I'm just going to trust it. But to commit to that over and over mm -hmm. again, to just be like, you know what, this doesn't make sense, but I'm going to trust it. This doesn't make sense, but I'm going to trust it. This doesn't make sense, but I'm going to trust it is the work, I guess you could say, if there is any. That's what it is. Mm. Just continually decide over and over again. Yeah, I'm going to trust it. Wow. Yeah, I, I guess I can see how that percolates into my life too. Just taking crazy jumps, making crazy jumps, taking crazy risks, and it never making full sense and it always working out better than expected. Yeah. Taking that risk with following the feelings that's beautiful mm. so much so much juiciness today i want to ask you two last last two questions um okay. number one well maybe if maybe three but number one what are you like excited about right now what are you creating what's something you want to share with the audience Ooh. um I am so excited that we are in the process of turning our extra bedroom into a game room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I 
love games, like card games, board games. <laughs> and they definitely teach. They help me with everything in life. They teach me so much. I, I love games. So that yeah. is really exciting. Um, and for, what about for your business? <laughs> Hey, it's all the business. I love that for you. I love that for you. It's all the business. You're right. You're right. But I don't <laughs> talk about things that I'm uh, going to do. Genius. Or something that, that you're already doing. Um, I am having so much fun. Like, just... <laughs> working with two people. I have two mentees right now, coaching clients, whatever you want to call them. And it's been like before for me with my coaching, I would have like several different people. I would have one off calls. Sometimes I would have like just kind of a hodgepodge of different coaching things going on. And for me, just working with two people one-on-one -on -one has been so expansive because I feel like I've mm. gotten to experience what it's like to really get behind someone and like go all the way with them and be like, no, like we're like taking this shit all the way. And the relationship is like so different yeah. and it's so cool. And both of them like, are sorry. like, both of them are just, I mean, they're me, they're, they're me. They're just other aspects of me. And it's been so, that's been like really, really cool for me lately. So. Yeah, it's so fulfilling, isn't it? To see that. I mean, you're already making an incredible impact in so many other ways, but that's that's another level of intimacy. And it's really beautiful. Yeah. All right. This is the question that I put um, my my guests on the spot with so if you could say one thing it could be like a mantra it could be a song lyric whatever it is that would be broadcasted to every single person on this planet and planted in the consciousness to you know to take root and to make an impact what would it be it's all you Yes, it is. Beautiful. I love it. Love it. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. I, I have a feeling that this is just going to continue to unfold. Like, we're on the path together, you know, and I'm so grateful for that and, and how we affected each other in really beautiful ways. Um, if you want to, you can drop your handles in ways that people can find you and connect with yeah. you. So. Yeah, I'm you can find me at, at mandy.on.earth on all platforms. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please, if it feels good, like, share, subscribe, send this video, send this incredible conversation to somebody that you know it's going to positively positively impact because there are so many seeds, there are so many triggers in the best way in this conversation and we'll see you in the next episode.